Oh, it's a beautiful day outside today. Yep, still cold in this fucking basement. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've had the I, heaters on for over an hour. I, I shouldn't, I should, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that because, you know, I got, I got told we dropped the F-bomb a lot. So I shouldn't have started with an F-bomb. Who told you that? A fan-ish person. <laughs> a fan. It was Lisa, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't Lisa. A fan-ish? Yes, I'll, yeah. No names, no names, but they know who they are. Okay. So trust me, it's they they know who they are. All right. <laughs> they they said you 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 guys say f a lot, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what we do. I mean, it's it's normal speech. It just slips out. Fucking sorry. It, see now we could have had a PG thirteen show. No, we can't. But <laughs> no, we can't. I'm here. We're that's allowed, not according to the according to the the MPAA. I think we're allowed four, like, like fucks. So, now, that's three already now. That's three. <laughs> Fuck, we're so no, we're done. No, that's it. Rated R, rated R. Fuck, right. ah, damn it. <laughs> no, that's, uh, yeah. It's actually kind of nice down here today. I can't, I can't complain. The weather's nice outside. It's been a long-ass week at work already. Yeah, it's only Monday. <laughs> I know, and that's the worst part of it. Oh, man, I, I was back in Scranton and Wilkes-Barre again today for work. Oh. Yeah. Lovely, lovely part of the state. Tomorrow I'll be in Lebanon, and then I got to work my way back to the Skook. Wow, you just... Uh, you know, Lebanon is the only place that can be a war zone no matter which one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm just hoping I don't run into the Amish mafia they, down there. They make good bologna, though. Novel, no, I don't like I don't like Lebanon bologna. Get out. I, it's my house. <laughs> I know what kind of Dutchman am I, am oh I that God. doesn't eat Lebanon, Lebanon? Lebanon, I don't even need a sandwich to eat Lebanon. I just, I'll eat it right from the freaking pack. The only way it's decent is with a smear of cream cheese in it and I've rolled ne- up. I've never done that. Really? No. Usually, I have Lebanon and um, like some whatever cheese that happens to be in the fridge. Yeah. Like sometimes it's Swiss Monterey Jack, you know. Provolone. I only have provolone when I'm making lasagna. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got I got monster in there too. You oh you, you very often only with lasagna. Is that a fancy cheese? No, it's an Italian cheese that I use for lasagna. Don't get cocky. I I use provolone with turkey sandwiches. No, no turkey turkey and chicken are Swiss. Oh, I don't disagree, but yes. sometimes I like provolone. Yes, and I've been making with my new hot grill. I've been making corned beef sandwiches. Ooh. I've been making Rubens. Ooh. Oh, uh, although um, when I went to get the sauerkraut. I can only get a large jar. Yeah. I have a lot of sauerkraut right now, and I know that's going to go bad eventually. I think it's already bad. It's fermented. Oh, no problem then. Yeah. I but, just have, but it will spoil. Yeah, I have to find a, a nice big recipe that, that makes a, has a lot of sauerkraut in it. Pig's ass and cabbage. Yeah, that's too difficult for me to make. What, pork and sauerkraut? Yep, two more than two steps, I'm out. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> oh, man, so did you... Uh, I, we were texting last night, and you said you watched the first, for the first time in a long time, oh, yeah. you watched the WWE pay-per-view. Yep, I finally, I finally got, uh, because I had, I had Peacock before, you know, and uh, since WWE got added to it, it was like, okay, there we are. So, yeah. me and the kid watched Fastlane last night, and uh, for the first pay-per-view back, it was so-so. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 really glad I'm not paying fifty bucks a piece for these anymore. Oh, dude, the network is such a godsend. Yeah, um, because like you said, you're not paying fifty bucks a pop for them anymore, mm-hmm. and now like Fastlane is. It's almost a throwaway pay-per-view because yeah. next month is the Royal Rumble. We're literally 19 days yeah. from the Royal Rumble. Or not the Royal Rumble. The- WrestleMania. We're 19 days from yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah, I can understand. It was a lot of setup, and I get that. But, I mean, there's a difference between, like, you can set things up. It, it, there were a lot of sh- it was a lot of shit stuff on it. A yeah. lot of shit stuff. Yeah, there was some stuff that, and, and stuff that you could see coming a mile away. Yeah. Sasha Banks turning on... Uh, that actually, Bianca Belair. Yeah, that match. Oh, first off, okay, I, I'm gonna start by my one pet peeve in wrestling, and I don't care if it's indie, I don't care what promotion it is or when it happens. I hate the roll up finish. You hate the roll. I you've said this before. I I I, I and of course the first match roll up finish. Second match a roll up question mark finish. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? And that, and that and then like I said, the women's match was good. It was a little there was a little sloppiness when she went into the ropes and just stopped. Dude, Nia Jax is horrible. Well, it wasn't Nia Jax that did but that. I'm, I think that but, was Belair that did that. She well, went to the ropes she's, and just stopped. She's green. Yeah. She's green. Uh she's she's green, but she's got potential. Yeah. It, Nia Jax is just bad. Yeah, I mean it wasn't ter- I wish now is now Banks isn't a heel, right? I think she turned I think they turned her last night because she's or is it Belair I'm thinking of? The one with the long ponytail. That's Bianca Belair. They, okay, Belair. I love to see her use that ponytail as a weapon. She has. Okay, good. They need to keep that angle up. It reminded me of Cowboy Bob Orton with the with the cast, you know? Yeah. Always you know, you always got a nice weapon in there to so you can use. Yeah. But I was fe- I was fearing for her because it's like she almost got stepped that hair almost got stepped on a few times. Yeah. She's she's gonna she's gonna be something to uh she's gonna be someone to watch. Yep. She's got a lot of potential. Otherwise, I mean, the Drew McIntyre Sheamus match, you knew what that was gonna be. I honestly uh that was just a brawl. First off, okay. I wanna fast forward the big E match uh-huh. started awesomely. Yes. A diving a dive outside the I mean the ring. That was beautiful. Yeah. And that match was really good all the way around. It went back and forth beautifully. And then that shit ending. Yep. Where Brian and I looked at each other and was like, what was that? What happened? Yeah, that, 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 I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And it was so bad that, that, to put that ending on it. Now, let's, the McIntyre, um, the pre-build to that match was beautiful. Yes. I mean, I, and I love Celtic stuff, all stuff. So it's like, you know, oh, there was so, but Kendo sticks. Well, kendo sticks aren't very Celtic. It's a wrestling match. Yes, but I don't go. I don't go to a lot of, a lot of you know Celtic fests and see them battling with kendo sticks. No, but you okay. know it, it, it's standard equipment under all WWE rings. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, there there are so many Irish and Scottish things. A shillelagh, a freaking shillelagh should have been used. I can't disagree. I mean, it could have been, and like I said, even even if they went out and there was a catering table with haggis or corned beef and cabbage. Oh. Seriously. I mean, they could have really, and I, and I'm, they could have done this up. They could have, you know, but it's like, it just seemed like, and like the beating. And of course they, when they smacked those like $10,000 monitors. 
Yeah. You could tell, don't break them. Yeah. That's- yeah, that's, uh, yeah, they, they got to be careful with the electronic equipment a little bit. Yeah, the match, I put that match, honestly, I put that match up with uh, the Gold Dust Roddy Piper street fight from how many years ago? It, that The Gold Dust Roddy Piper backlot brawl was, a, that was a, a, that's a lost WrestleMania classic. Yeah, and it's like, that's kind of where I saw it, because it was like, and then it's like, a good move when he put him through the announce table, with whatever move that was, I'm not even sure, with, with the back thing. White noise. And yeah, well, no, whatever they called it, but he, I mean, oh, I wish pins were anywhere. Pins should have been anywhere. Yeah, a false count anywhere would have been a nice touch. Yeah, because to that. there was a lot of wasted time just laying about on the outside of the ring. All right, what did you think of the uh, Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match? I like the build up to it. Uh huh. However, Edge being an enforcer made me know exactly how that was going to end. Yeah. Although I was really hoping, I was really hoping they were going to pull a switcheroo and maybe make Daniel Bryan the champion. So him and Edge, or maybe have a three-way dance at WrestleMania and set something up better than they did. That may still happen. Yeah, I know, I know that I actually probably is going to happen, but the match itself was all right. You had, like, Bryant going for a lot of the moves and then um, Roman Reigns doing power. Yeah. So it made sense on both ends. Uh, I think they should have just made Edge a special guest referee. Yeah. And when um, What's-His-Name came in, Uso. Uso, to interrupt stuff, that pissed off Edge enough for, screw it, you know, hello, everybody. Yeah, and he walks off. And that would have, and you would have had the same outcome. Right. And it would have had the same setup and the same everything. Yeah. I think having him as the enforcer was just weak. Yeah, it. I, I, I'll agree with you on that. Uh, I was, I, I really dug the match. I thought it was really well done. Yes. Um, I mean, Daniel Bryan doing all the submission stuff, mm-hmm. and, like you said, and Reigns doing all the power stuff. I really loved the the final final sequence in the match where Roman is actually like fading and tapping mm-hmm. to the yes lock. Yes. Before Edge does what he does what he did. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool spot, and I mean, who knows. At Mania, we may see a three uh, triple threat. Who knows? And I was kind of surprised that Heyman didn't get involved in any which way. Heyman doesn't do anything physical anymore. I know. Well, even... I know, but even like that wrestler slap when the referee isn't looking, you know, the manager slap. Yeah. Is, is, a, is just a classic. That now, Paulie doesn't do anything anymore. He's uh, a good for, mouth, though. A great mouth. He's still one of the best promos in wrestling. Yeah. A lot of people should take lessons from him. Yep, so it was... And, um, of course, the... Uh, I I absolutely love Alexa Bliss's new character. What did you think of the? Oh, you're not too familiar with uh, Bray Wyatt's Fiend. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Like I oh, said, Ryan what, Ryan watches it here and there. What did you think of the Fiend? Uh, the new look of the Fiend. It was it was a classic. I mean, it's, th- that kind of thing is harkening back to actually telling a story. Yeah. With costumes. Yeah. And it's something that doesn't get done a lot anymore. No, but what I'm interested to see is now we've seen The Fiend mm-hmm. after being burned. Yes. Are we going to see Bray Wyatt? Maybe not. Is he going to be like fully The Fiend now? Yeah, may- maybe. I don't know, man. But uh, funny, fun- funny enough, Randy Orton's wife tweeted out something to Alexa Bliss after the match because of the way Alexa straddled Randy and pinned him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
Uh, she said something to the effect of, you might have just fucked up, little girl. Oh, jeez, come on. Yep. Yeah, uh, Kim Horton actually tweeted that out. Oh, God. You got to love it. It's... Yeah, you know, what 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 are you gonna do? Put a boot on him and be done with it? I mean, I think it was fine. I thought it was fine too, but she's notoriously protective of him, and okay, notoriously no. jealous. Well, some of those some of those back back room those locker rooms have reputations. We all know it. We've oh yeah, all heard them. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on from wrestling. All right, I just saw something before you got here. I was uh, scanning through Facebook. And if you ever needed proof that Lemmy Kilmister is the most metal man to ever live, I just got it. Okay. Lemmy was cremated after he passed away. All right. Take a wild guess how they disposed of Lemmy's ashes. <laughs> Please don't tell me they smoked them. No, they didn't smoke them. <laughs> uh, well, hmm. Well, the only well, the only thing I can really think of is just like maybe, like, blowing them up with explosives or something. You're actually close. Okay, Lemmy had his ashes loaded into bullets. Okay, and the bullets were given to his closest friends. Oh, so now there are Lemmy rounds out there. Jesus, Christ, that's a lot of bullets. Well, Lemmy. A lot of people love Lemmy, and Lemmy. I know, but I mean, as I mean, as a, you could probably put put him in fifty cal and still have a lot. Oh yeah, I think that <laughs> I th- that just proves that Lemmy's more metal than any. Oh my god, yes. uh, gotta love Lemmy. Like, I mean, I don't think anybody, but the, you know, only somebody that got like about twenty of them is going to shoot off maybe one to shoot it. Yeah, but there's no way. Yeah, I, if I if I were to get you know uh, a box of Lemmy bullets. Um, they're just staying on the shelf. Oh, yeah. They're just staying on the shelf. I got a friend named Tyler Stevenson. Tyler is one of the most talented drummers that I know. Was this the guy we went to the Guar show with? Yes. Oh, I like that guy. He's awesome. Hell of a drummer. Yeah. Uh, he plays for a band called Deprived, and he also has another project called Red Shirt, Black Shirt. All right. And... uh over the past, uh, this past week, I sent Bill a link to listen to their stuff, and I said, you know, let's uh, let's give these guys a little bit of love and talk about their talk about their CD, which you can find on Spotify, and uh, I'll post a link to all their socials in this episode uh, description. They are called Red Shirt Black Shirt, and the album is called Twenty Twenty. It's two guys. Oh, it's Tyler and. Uh, I don't even know the other dude's name off the top of my head. I would have to ask Tyler. But he did all of the vocals and the guitar and the bass and all that stuff. And it's really, really... It's it's hard to to even pick a band that they sound like. Oh, I found a few. <laughs> I found one vocally. A lot of his vocal stylings, a lot of his vocal delivery... And the way you know the way he sings and the tone of his voice reminded me a lot of Maynard James Keenan. Yep, Tool was one of them. Yep, Tool was one of them, <laughs> and they're uh, like a, uh, also a perfect circle. I was also hearing a little bit of Offspring in there, a little bit, and uh, Slipknot as well. Yes, on on that on one of the songs. Yes, 
Um, okay, you said you have some notes on them. A few, yeah. All right, well. Um, okay, going going through the songs, I'm going to just start with my, my absolute favorite. Okay. Uh, Fire Breather. Fire Breather is a great song. I, I absolutely love that song. I, I want to hear a whole album done, you know, in, with that entire, just that whole cadence. And it's, oh, Fire Breather was an awesome song. Yeah. I, I cannot say enough good stuff about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good song. I'm, uh... My one of my favorites on there is is uh, epilogue. Okay, epilogue. Epi- yeah, epilogue. Did I miss one? How many did, was there? Hold on, because I because I had six that I listened to. Okay, there's actually more than that. If you go on to their oh, uh, I went on. The if YouTube. you go on to their Spotify, yeah, I just did all the YouTube stuff. Okay, yeah, uh, there's more stuff on the on Spotify. Yeah, uh, it's like eleven tracks on the Spotify. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just go with what what you've right. listened to. Another really good one, and I mean really good. This is like up there as well. Nevermore. Yep, Nevermore is such a good song. Nevermore, it was it was awesome. I loved it. Um, the Turtle. Uh huh. Very different than a lot of things that I've heard before. Yeah. Um, you know, it started out slow and it really kind of had to build. I, I still I really like that one as well. Uh, all the way down, uh-huh. and I think Shatara. That's the one I thought felt like Slipknot. Yes, they they were like on the they were like, and I don't want to use the word ballad, uh-huh. but they were on the slow end. Yeah, um, the one that I, I actually listened to about five times because I just I just didn't want to give it a a ba- was that one called Sega Genesis? Uh, Saga Genesis. I, I didn't get that, it. That's the uh, that's actually the last track. Okay. of the uh, yeah I, of the record. I mean I I don't know I just didn't get it. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying it's bad. I just didn't. I just I, I listened to it like about five times because uh-huh. I, I didn't want to just say I didn't want to write it off and say I'm not listening to this. But I I kept listening to it. Am I missing something? And I want to hear it. And it's like it's it's just not my favorite, but it's a good song. Well, if I'm not mistaken, the album uh, front to back tells a story. It's kind of a concept. Okay. Thing. Yeah, I it's listened kind of to them thing. all from the YouTube. So yeah, I maybe I listened to them out of order. Yeah, you might you might have. Um, there, like I said, you could find the entire album on Spotify. Randy and I listened to the whole album today while we were driving to Scranton. Uh, do yourself a favor if you have Spotify, take thirty eight minutes out of your day and give give the album a listen. The whole album is like 39 minutes. It's not super long, but it's really talented guys. Mm-hmm putting their heart and soul into this. And like I said, it's two dudes. Yeah, and it's it's really good. I mean, if that, and just, I only listen, I mean, accidentally, oops, listen to only six songs. Yeah. And there's more good songs on this than there are on some new albums that, from, you know, famous people. Yeah. And you'll get one or two really good ones. This one had, I mean, five out of six, I really enjoyed. Yeah, I, I dig their stuff. I, I really dig... Everything on the red shirt, black shirt record. Um, I can't say enough good stuff about him. Tyler is, he's a phenomenally talented drummer. Mm-hmm. That dude has chops. And the his bandmate in red shirt, black shirt, the guitar work is impeccable. Oh, yeah, I can't. Yeah, the guitar work, the the music, musically, they're, they're amazing. Just yeah. amazing. And I could not believe that kind of sound came out from, you know, not professionals. I don't want to call them amateurs because they obviously have more talent than I do. 
Well, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it, it, it's not a dig to say, you know, quote unquote, not professionals. Yeah. It, it, I mean, Tyler, Tyler builds elevators for a living. Yeah. You know, Tyler builds elevators for a living, but he's such a fucking amazing drummer. Yeah. And, you know, like there are nights over at Chuck's house when we all when the bunch of us get together, like there's Saturday nights when we have two drummers playing because mm. Tyler will show up, too. Yeah, it's it was it was very, very extremely good. Whatever recording equipment they're using. Uh, that was actually done at Soundmind Studios okay. in Stroudsburg. Yeah, whatever they're using, keep it up. I mean, I cannot you know, say enough good stuff about the mixing in it. Yeah. Everybody was on a good level. There wasn't stuff that was muddied or, you know, everything was just good and crisp. And it's a really good listen. No, the production is the, tr- the production is top notch. The the playing is top notch. The songwriting is excellent. The production is better than Metallica and Justice for All. Yeah, because you can hear the bass and uh, there's actually life in the drums. Yes, it's it's a fantastic uh, fantastic record by mm-hmm. some really cool people. Check it out on Spotify. I'll put their socials in uh, in the episode link, and I'll put links up on the Facebook. And at the end of this episode. There's actually going to be a full track from the Red Shirt, Black Shirt album 2020 at the end of this episode. So please stick around and listen to that. Tyler, I love you, brother. Good stuff. I can't wait till the uh, Deprived album is done, which is in the final stages of mixing. We'll give that one a spin next. Uh, Deprived. They're they're I'm excited because they're getting ready to start playing shows again because the world's opening back up. Yes. So maybe we'll have to go catch a deprived show. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I can catch one of his drumsticks. Yes. <laughs> All right. Moving on. All right. Shall we stick our yes. hand in the dirt bucket? Yeah. Now, if uh, if it's something about movies, just put it back in and just pick another one because we've done we've done movies. Let's give. I know there's other stuff in there that I know I always put stuff in. This one should be interesting. Yes. This is one of mine. Oh, good. What's a talent you wish you had? Juggling. Okay. I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. It's not easy. All right. There's a a lot of talents I wish I had, but (laughs) for some reason, juggling is something I tried to pick up. During the year of shutdown, juggling. I, I I used to be able to juggle a little. Isn't isn't there anything? There's nothing more annoying than someone who could juggle but just a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, it's I I I don't know. It's just something that that seems to be just interesting to pass the time of. Yeah. You know, and maybe going into like you know a crystal store or something like that and grabbing three things and start. <laughs> Or, scaring the passersby, or going into a Home Depot and grabbing three chainsaws, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, that is something that I, I, I really wish I could do a lot better. Right. How about juggling bowling pins in a pin setter at a bowling alley? Well, I think pins are weighted different, but I don't know. I mean, like I said, I work my way up. I think they're called clubs, though. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sure the juggling pins are weighted differently than a standard bowling pin. Yeah, because although good jugglers can juggle anything. Yeah, hence the guys that juggle chainsaws. You know, and to show, I mean, when I started kind of getting into it, uh, and wanting to do it, you know, to to 
my wife's support in this because I was going to get, you know, just a set of three balls. Uh-huh. And she looked and she said, why don't you just get the set of five because I'm sure it'll get better. That's a nice thing of support. Aww. Yeah, I still I still haven't gotten any better. Aw, thank you, Lisa. Yeah. That, that That's very nice. It was often funny when practicing in the middle of the night, you know, every so often you just hear a thud, thud. And she goes, what are you doing? Oh, the juggling thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So uh, one thing you wish you could do is juggle. One yeah. thing I wish I could do, and I'm pretty musically talented. I can play drums. I can play guitar. I can play bass. I can sing, sort of. Um, I wish I could play piano. Yeah. I, I I have Mark's piano here. Mm. It's just I've never actually I've never sat down and tried to learn. Yeah, and I really should. I tried, God, way way back in high school. Yeah, I it was funny. I had a I still remember this. It was, Strange story. I had a Yamaha. It was a PSS 480. Okay. And I bought all these different songbooks. And like Tears for Fears was the one that I could actually play a little bit. And through just, you know, bad things happening, the keyboard got destroyed. Yeah. Years later, I found the exact same model in a thrift shop. Did you buy it? I bought it. I still have it. Um, Still don't play it. It's still sitting in my house. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of keyboards over the years, but uh, the one I have now is uh, it's a full size. It's not a keyboard. It's an 88 key digital uh, electric piano. Okay. You know, it, and it's really nice. Um, you know, Mark didn't buy anything that was, you know, bad, no. bad quality. Yeah. He bought quality stuff and I have it. I really need to set it up. And Randy actually bought me a, uh, Piano, uh, piano for Dummies book one year for uh, he bought me a piano for dummies book for Christmas. I really should sit down and learn to play it because I have this beautiful piece of equipment here and no idea how to use it. Yeah, I sometimes feel the same way. I just actually got today. I I don't paint anything like I don't do any painting and I got a whole bunch of paint supplies today. OK, so. Like a compressor, a booth, all, all this stuff. Yeah. It's it's something I wouldn't mind trying to start doing, but... Like spraying cars and... No, no, no. Uh, miniatures and models. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figure, why not? Yeah, why not? You know. Well, I, I've, always, I've always been amazed at people that can draw and paint. I can't do it. You know, I can't do it. I'm, I don't have the... I don't know if it's the hand-eye coordination or just the 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 deft touch to do it, but I cannot draw for shit. I don't think, honestly, unless you're going to do photorealistic stuff, I don't think that matters anymore. I mean, you could just, I mean, you look at some of the stuff on the web, it is utter shit. Yeah. By artistic standards. Yeah. But it's still, people, like, will just clamor after it. See, my sister has the, has the, uh, Visual artistic gift in my family. Mm. You know, I can make music. Amber is a, an excellent photographer, and she's a really, really, really good artist. You know, she paints really some really cool shit. Um, once again, Mark was a great artist. 
I have some stuff uh, I'll have to show you sometime. I have one of Mark's original paintings upstairs. Um, uh, he did uh, he did pencil drawings of James Hetfield, John Fogarty, um, John Lennon, and we uh, when we had the the memorial concert for him two years ago, uh, they we actually. Those were uh, reproductions of them. The original, they weren't the originals. Reproductions of them were auctioned off. Okay. For the Chinese auction, those were those were really really hot items. Uh, Mark was, he, you know, he's a great all around artist, musical, visual arts, whatever. And then you got uh, you got somebody like Mike Rausch. Mm-hmm. Rausch, you know, he, he, that's the guy who did most of my tattoos. Roush is a good uh, Roush is a fantastic artist. I've never been able to do that. That's something I wish I could learn how to do. You know, because I, I I would like to paint this. You know, I would like to be able to be the one to paint something on this blue wall behind us. Yeah. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to farm that job out to somebody who's better at that shit than me. Yeah, a lot of it. I wish I could do stuff like too, but. I, I think that sometimes I just I squander any opportunities to do stuff because I would much rather prefer to do other things. Yeah. Than than learn how to you know, then then really learn anything. That's yeah. why that's why I stagnated on like almost every single thing. I'm mediocre at almost everything that I ever put my mind to. Yeah. Because I just never would put in the work to be the excellent one. Yeah, I got you. I, I I know exactly where you're coming from because I, I I you know I've tried things too, and I'm just like meh, fuck it. I lose interest. I lose interest, and then like you said, I don't want to put the work in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's like I said, it's not. I don't like I said. I don't even know if it's it's losing interest or just like I I don't know what the payoff is going to be. Right. You know, uh, it's like I I don't. I don't do things creatively anymore for my own self-satisfaction. Right. You know, when I was writing songs and writing poetry, you know, and all that stuff, what? Were you the people's poet? The shit that I wrote was dark as hell. There was, It wasn't the people's poet. It did my stuff. I even read it now and get kind of, damn, damn I really kind of, ooh, that's, you know. Oh, I get that way when I read some of my old song you know, lyrics. I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, I hope that, you know, there's no identifying in my book that identifies it as me that wrote it. Yeah. So if that ever makes it to a thrift shop, someone will do a case study on that. Nice. On how, on how you know, because it, it was just, a, when I wrote a lot of that stuff and when I did a lot of my songs, I mean, I wasn't in the happiest place in the world. Yeah. So it just like brings it out in the music and... Well, a lot of times, a lot of times, a dark headspace is a productive headspace. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, other times, you know, it goes exactly the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote, I wrote some of my best stuff when I was in a really negative headspace. Yeah, but um, I've never like, done anything with any of the, the music or any of the, I mean, in a few fledgling bands here and there and... Yeah. That went nowhere, you know, but uh, that's, you know, now, now I'm just beyond, I don't really want to write anymore. I mean, I I want to, 
write sh- like short stories uh-huh. or things like that, but just uh, just doing it, sitting down and doing it is like the hardest part for me. Yeah, sometimes I sometimes I still get the itch to to sit and write a song, but it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get the inspiration up anymore because for one, I'm not as angry as I used to be. Yeah. And a lot of my songs, most of my songs were angry. You know, most mm-hmm. of the shit I wrote was angry. And I'm not angry any well, as angry anymore. Oh no, you calmed down in your old age. Oh yeah, I have. You, you took the mellow. Yeah, I did. I mellowed out quite a bit. <laughs> I think we both did cuz I'm not screaming and yelling like I used to anymore either. No. No, no, we're not. It's it's counterproductive. Yeah. It's counterproductive. Life's too short. Yeah. But the one game that I have, they actually have a thing where you can um like it's almost like a choose your own adventure type yeah. thing and you can you can upload your own stories. Okay. Um you kind of have to put in the uh the dialogue, like what monsters you're going to face and all that other stuff. I want to do that, but of course the entire interface is computer based. Yeah. And I have to, I almost have to take a programming class just to figure out how to write in it. Really? Yeah, but I I liked I would love to to do that. I mean, there are some stories in my head that I've always wanted to just kind of get out there. And then of course it's like, you know, you almost have to write about 100 pages that branches off in every direction. Yeah, well, you can always just do what uh someone else that we know who shall remain nameless claims to have done and written a book about no, I'll never claim. Uh, it's, yeah, you, if you're listening, motherfucker, you know who he, you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but the one the one story I kind of have in mind. I mean, uh, I love time travel stories. Yeah, those are like my favorite. So it's like, and I can't help putting that spin every time I write some sort of a story. Yeah, time travel somehow gets involved. Well, I mean, time travel is a universal <laughs> type thing. You know, it's it's evergreen. It really is. Yeah. Time travel is evergreen because in, in reality, the possibilities are infinite. Mm-hmm. You know, do I go forward? Do I go backward? How far forward? How far backward? Do I go backward, then forward, then forward, then backward? You know, I mean, there's so much you could do with time travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and that's like that's why I want to start writing those stories. And it's like, again, I have all the time in the world. It's not like I, I'm not even busy doing anything. Yeah. You know? But I'd just rather sit and read. Yeah. You know, but now that I've kind of stopped watching a lot of TV, I've canceled a lot of the shows that I was watching. And, you know, I, I'd i only watch. Oh, am I boring you? You <laughs> I'm tired. I didn't take a nap yeah. today. So, no, I, I only watch like racing sometimes. And, yeah. You know, occasionally. Speaking of boring. What do you mean? Don't use. Don't even. Don't you. Boring. No, shut up. I like I like watching racing. I enjoy that. I really do. Okay. You know? To each their own. I like, you know, racing, football. Well, you know? I mean, I love football. Yeah. It's but just, as far as racing goes, uh, you know, like, you know I love the Schmitz. You know I love Taylor and yeah. Johnny and Devin. <laughs> Taylor, uh, uh, Schmidt Motorsports kicked off their 2021 race season with a win on Saturday. Oh, good. Taylor won. Wait, where are they at? Uh, t- uh, Saturday, they were at Evergreen. Okay. Taylor won the 100 lap Enduro. Okay. And they posted the whole uh, 
they posted the whole race, yeah, like a forty-five minute clip on uh, on the interwebs, and of course Johnny and Tay shared it to Facebook. I watched literally the first three minutes <laughs> and the last three minutes to see, you know, all right, cool, Taylor won. You know, I, I've just never been real big into racing. Yeah, racing has been has been part of my family for way too many years. My yeah, my grandfather raced, my father and uncle raced. Uh, I've had a few races under my belt, um, so it's it's like, and my cousin uh, has a race team up in New Hampshire, so it's it's just been in my family's bloodline. Yeah, and you know, there we we understand it on a different level. I think. Oh, I'm sure you do. I mean, and like I said, I love the Schmitz. I I love Taylor. I love Johnny. I love Devin, you know, and I, I want to see them do well. Like this year, Devin is going to be running. Uh, I want to say it's a pro stock. Okay. At Mahoning. Right. For the first time. Oh, a pro four or a street stock? Uh, street stock. Street okay. stock. Okay. Because they were running hobby stocks. Yeah. And like Taylor, I guess he's still going to be running a hobby stock, but he's also going to run a street stock. And Taylor's going to be running hobby stock up there too, and there's a fleet of always a fleet of demo car derby cars up there, <laughs> and junk car race cars. You know, I mean, it's it's what they do. Mm-hmm. It's what they do. It keeps them happy. It you know, keeps them sort of out of out of uh, out of out of trouble. <laughs> Have you seen them race? Yes, sort of out of trouble. Yes, <laughs> I, I've seen video of the aftermath too. You know, I remember when I was doing my race at uh, either Carver County Fair or the West End Fair. Yeah, I got a message from one of the Schmitz that we maybe Johnny. Yeah, that that told me to watch out, and it's like, <laughs> it's like really, it's like, you know, no, it's like I I got I got hit from behind from my own partner, but yeah, well, I mean, the. John Taylor, John Taylor and Devin, they go out and they go balls out. Yeah, I mean, I I was told, I, and it wasn't it wasn't told like in a threatening manner. <laughs> Just hey, look out! Yeah, because I know because I know him. He was like, yeah, it was it was hey, watch out there! <laughs> yeah, Johnny Johnny is Johnny is such a chilled out guy. He's such yeah. a nice guy. And I mean, Taylor's a hot, Taylor's not a hothead. Devin's the hothead of the crew. Yeah, I'm not even sure I was in a heat with any of them. Um. My, the car <laughs> I was using an old uh, Cavalier. Yeah, <laughs> that, that car did zero to sixty in a week. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for I feel bad for Bev, for John's mom, mm. uh, because Bev's garage where Snacky used to practice. Yeah. Okay, we had one bay that was for the band to play in. Another bay was for Bev's Mustang. Bev no longer has a <laughs> garage bay. It's all race car shit. <laughs> that's how it is. Yeah, that's that. That's how it. My my cousin started with one car in his garage, and now he it is he has two garages now. Yeah, all full of cars. There you go. And I can't I can't wait to to get back up to New Hampshire. The best part was we were up there a few years ago, and they were having a bit of a bad luck streak, and the day that I showed up. Um, the the driver won. Nice. Now the driver didn't know me at all, which was even more hilarious. So I'm out there in Victory Circle, and he's going down the list of everybody, all the pit crew, my cousin, you know, and everybody down the line. He gets to me and says, and everyone else, 
There you go. Because he, he had no idea who I was. So you became everyone else. Yes, and his sponsor was Moxie. All we had to drink, and I love Moxie. I must have drank a case of Moxie over the racing weekend up there. Ugh. Yeah, they got all the free Moxie. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Then uh, Couldn't pay me to take oh, that Oh, that stuff's delicious. Then, I, I of course, I, I go up there, you know, another week, and first thing my uncle says to me is like, yeah, you lost the Moxie sponsorship. No more of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why? Because you drank it all? No, no, they just, they wouldn't because he had the sponsorship. He would get cases and cases. Of yeah, it. I know. So now it's like they didn't. No, no, they they just didn't have it anymore. Oh. The Moxie sponsorship sponsors change here and there. Yeah, you know that's just part of the whole thing. So no more free Moxie. Yeah. Well, I, every year uh, Chuck sponsors Johnny or you know one of the Schmitz, usually mm-hmm. Johnny, on a Halls of Horror car. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, last year for the first time ever. It won best paint. Nice. Yeah. And you know where that trophy is? Where? It's at Fran's house. Oh. It's at Mark's parents' house. Because just... Mark did all of all of the artwork for those cars. Mm. For, like, before he passed away, like, all of Johnny's cars would be just, like, fucking decked out. Iron Maiden themed. Mm. You know, like, he painted uh, Eddie on there one time holding a mug of beers, you know. <laughs> And because Johnny's car number is 1158, two minutes to midnight. All right. And uh, Mark would paint all these really cool graphics on John's car. You know, and they never they never gave him best paint. Mm. So now he does this Halls of Horror themed one and he finally wins best paint. (laughs) But yeah, Chuck's Chuck sponsors that one every year. Yeah, I wish I wish I could get back into that in any aspect. I mean, be it on a pit crew or driving's the most fun, though. I've never done but, I've, uh, <laughs> other other than like the Can Am race cars and whatnot. Andy and and uh, Andy especially. I don't know if Jim's ever picked on me about this, but how, how like safe a driver I am. Yeah, and I don't like driving on like you know four lane highways. Yeah, like down near Philly. And Andy used to, be, but but you drive race cars. How could you be afraid? I said, Look, if I smack somebody on the track, no harm, no foul. We ain't exchanging papers. Right. I do that down near Philly. I could get shot. Uh, I remember you driving to <laughs> to Jersey. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I wanted to kill you. <laughs> I, 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 I'm yelling at you. You have to drive like these people do. No. Jersey Drive! Jersey no, Drive! No, no, right lane only, speed limit. Oh, God. If they don't like it, they go around me. Oh, God. That was that was the longest trip of oh, my life. I've heard the same thing from Jim, and he said, you know you have cruise control in this car, right? I said, yeah, we'll put it on. I said, I don't know how to use it. What do you mean you don't? I said, I've never read the instruction manual to it. Dear God. I lo- That's one reason I love my <laughs> Kia. I, I love that I love that car. I don't I don't like cruise control because I don't feel in control of the vehicle. Oh, I love if it. My feet are not on the on the on the pedals. I don't think I would like a vehicle with like a that self driving feature either. Yeah, you know, no Tesla for you. No, no. I I just I need to be in control of the vehicle because people out there frighten me. Oh, dude, you would geek in my soul because not only does it have cruise control. It's got 
this feature called Lane Keep Assist. Okay? All right. So, you know how a, a car's going to drift a little in and out of the lane, right? No, no I think you be goddamn hands on a wheel. Well, yeah, yeah, give me a reason. Yeah, but even so, yeah. if, if you drift a little <laughs> yeah. out of the lane, it, the car self-corrects. Oh. <laughs> when you start, when you're going through a, a, a like a, a very soft turn, yeah, the car <laughs> self-corrects to stay inside the lane. There actually, there was a person that I used to work with, and he bought, he bought something that had that. Uh huh. And he hated it and tried to have it disabled because he's a shitty driver. Oh, God. And the vehicle would fight with him as he drove. Yeah. Because the vehicle is trying to keep him in the right lane. And he said, it slows down when I'm coming near a stop sign. Right. As you do. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that, yeah. <laughs> it's got. Yeah, he said, no, but there's no traffic coming. I don't have to slow down. It's what? a stop sign. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. he didn't need this vehicle. My car has my car has all that shit too. Yeah, you know, and I I I love it because the amount of highway driving I do, I I lock the cruise control in, away I go. No, I just I I, I need to be. I have not used the the cruise control on my new vehicle, and I probably never will. Uh, I I I just don't like it. Yeah, I don't like taking my feet off the the pedals. You know, it, it just doesn't make me feel in control of the vehicle. Yeah, well, teach their own. Yeah. Right. Some of some of us embrace technology <laughs> and some are you. I embrace technology. <laughs> I embrace the good technology. Look, I'd rather go analog, to be honest with you. I think a lot of these newfangled things, you know, I, I feel I feel old because I don't want things to change any more than they have. Yeah. You know, it's like. We've we've technologically got as far as we need to go. We don't need to go any further. Stop. Okay, so do you want me to like ditch the laptop and we'll record this shit on a reel to reel? Can we? No. Then don't tease me. That because I can get a reel to reel. Dude, editing digitally <laughs> is a big enough pain in the ass. Let alone if I have to cut down quarter or half inch tape by hand. Fine, fine. We're gonna stay digital. I have a couple nine millimeter cameras at home, and we could <laughs> we could record with nine millimeter and video transfer. No, I have an I have a, a tablet upstairs we can use. You'll go with my twirly mustache. Oh brother, <laughs> here we go with the mustache again. <laughs> I look. I reached a certain point of technology where we got as far as we need to go. We don't need to go any further. We're fine. Is that why you had an iPhone six forever? Yeah. <laughs> and if I want to wash it in my pants pocket, I'd still have it. <laughs> well, you got what, the 12 now? I got whatever the latest one is. I don't know. Yeah, I I hate to see it happen, but I think soon I'm going to have to get a new one, too. I, I have the same. same That's size. just fine. That looks just fine. No, nah, it's starting to act up. It's starting. You act up. No one's replacing you. Sometimes I wish they would. <laughs> uh, it's starting to act all. It's starting to act a little buggy. Yeah. So. It, I have I have the uh, it's the Samsung S8 Active, right? So I think they're up to like the S12 now or something. Yeah, I, it's I, a, I, this I, is a few generations. I old. can't keep up with any of that shit. That's why I just kept the six. Yeah, and it came impossible to find cases and yeah, and then you know and everything else. But I knew how to use it. I still haven't put any of my old ringtones back on it yet. Yeah, 
well, and I miss those. With Randy working with me now, um, he's actually looking at a new phone because he wants to upgrade. He has, I think he's got the iPhone 9 or 10, and he wants to go with a new one. And he wants to get a new head unit for his car that has Apple Play. Oh, yeah. You know, because like, he sees, he sees uh, like in my car, I have Android Auto. Yeah. And Apple Play, but I have an Android-based phone. So I use the Android Auto, and, you know, my GPS comes up right on the screen, and my Spotify ties right into it. Beautiful thing. I think when I get my Jeep, I'm going to put a cassette player in it. Why? Because <laughs> I have a box full of cassettes. Dude, buy it. just buy an old Jeep that has a cassette player in it. No, I want new. Yeah, you want a cassette deck in it. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you are the nervous twitch in my eye. <laughs> you are the nervous twitch in my eye. No, I mean, because that's were awesome. And I, I, I actually, I miss the... Um, you miss 8-tracks, don't you? No, those are awful. I had one in my... My Ford had one when I first bought it. Yeah. And just for just for funsies, I put an 8-track in there. It doesn't never plays a full damn song. It And it clicks around too much. You know, how those things didn't end up on the side of the road is beyond me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yo! Let's put turntables in the car. Oh, I had I had one one time. A turntable in your car? Yeah. What? It was my Chevette. Uh, <laughs> see, I needed a radio in it, uh-huh. and I was broke. Obviously, because I own a goddamn Chevette. I paid one hundred fifty dollars for that car. <laughs> Shit. And, and so what I did was I took my house stereo, and I bought an inverter. Uh-huh. And I plugged the inverter to the cigarette lighter, and then I had my house stereo plugged in in the back, <laughs> and my two big speakers in the trunk. Well, what consider a trunk? Yeah, in the hatch. In the hatch, and it worked just fine. It worked awesome. Yeah. What about when you went over a bump? The record skipped. Well, yeah, I never used it for the record, but it had like a dual like tape deck in it. Yeah. So I yeah you learn to just reach behind you, pop a tape in. <laughs> of the 50 laying on the front seat because no one was ever a passenger in that car because no one would be seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> that bad. It was bright orange. Oh. All right. I don't remember that one. Yeah, it was It was a bright orange car. Um, I actually got, um, during a snowstorm, uh, a woman um, called the police to have me move it because she didn't see it and almost hit it. I think it's bright orange. It was the color of a road cone. How do you not see that? Jesus Christ. And then I got hit with it. I got into an accident with it. Again. How do you not see it? Hey, how do you not see this thing? It's safety orange. <laughs> the worst part was it was painted that color. And I, they, there was, like, in the headlight wells, you could see the runoff from the, the paint. Jesus. Oh, yeah. 150 bucks. It was nasty. But it got me around until I got my next car. What year? What year was this? Seventy nine. Seventy nine. It was a, uh. a seventy nine vet. Had a bird's nest on the carburetor when I bought it. I had to clean up the engine a little bit, and then the uh, then the heater went in it. No radio. I mean, it was just an awful piece of machinery. <laughs> How long did you have that? Oh, probably about a year. Oh, it got the job done. Yeah. Yeah, and then I that's the one after that was the the Monte Carlo. Okay. Which which wasn't a step up, believe oh, it or not. Okay. So, um 
so that was when I was gone. Yeah. That was when I was gone. Um, <laughs> what? I, I farted. I know that. I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> I did. How the hell do you find that funny? I did. Yeah, that uh, was because yeah, uh, you only knew the Ford. Uh, well, no, the AMC before that. Yeah. Yeah, but you knew. You knew I knew the Ford. Yeah. I knew the Ford. With the fucky, uh, with the fucky uh, emergency brake pedal. Yep, yep. The Ford, uh, the AMC, mm-hmm. and then when I came back, when I got uh, when I got to Maryland, then you had the Monte Carlo by then. So that was eighty five or ninety five, ninety six. Yep, it was right before we moved into the house. Because then after I moved into the house, I got the truck. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember the Monte Carlo too. Oh, oh, oh. when you were still living on the in the apartment up on. Uh, oh Columbia. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that was the one that I parked out front of the bar with the keys in it. Yep, and and drive. Yep. <laughs> and the one I slapped you across the yeah, face for. Well, that, yeah. Give me your keys, and I was like, no. And I was telling it no because I didn't have the keys. They were still in the ignition. Right. <laughs> Give me your keys. No. <laughs> Crap. Still feel like fucking Superman. The- <laughs> and that's when you finally told me I don't have the keys. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part, and somebody could have stole it, and I wouldn't have cared. And that thing was awful. Oh man! But you know what? I I, I slapped you across the face out of love. <laughs> you damn near dislocated my jaw out of love. It was, out it was of love. a lot of love in that punch. I didn't. I if didn't, you ever love me like that again, I'll kill you. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even punch you. I fucking opened it and slapped you. I know it. It hurt. But, well, I didn't want you to drive drunk. I mean, haven't haven't our wrestling friends taught you anything? Loosen the fingers. <laughs> Loosen the fingers. It's like, it wasn't a working slap. It was a, it was a shoot slap. No, it was it was a, it was a jaw rattling snap. Is what it was. I I hurt that. Yeah. Well, I can still feel that to this day. That rang my ears. <laughs> well, I didn't want you to drive drunk. I understand that, and I wasn't driving drunk. <laughs> you were obliterated. No, that I night. was not. I was never. I never was obliterated. You. <laughs> I think that's a lie from your mouth. <laughs> no, because I would walk down to the bar if I was getting obliterated. When I was driving, I I maintained. Well, Roush and I freaking walked home from mugshots when I still when well at my mom's house. Yeah. Roush and I walked home from the from mug shots more than once. Me leaning one way, him leaning the other way, shoulder to shoulder to fucking keep from falling over. That's not too bad of a trip. I mean, it's a little bit uphill, and then oh god, the uh, the uphill wasn't bad. It was falling down the hill at Miller's. It sucked. <laughs> oh Jesus, it's falling down the hill. Oh my god, that was. Oh, I miss mug shots. Yeah, Dave's selling the building. I thought he already did that. No, he's owned the building oh. through all the other okay tenants that have been in there. Hmm. Yeah, Dave's selling. He's finally selling the building. There you go. No, what am I going to do with the bar? We're going to open it up. I'll have John Taffer yelling at me. <laughs> I'll slap that fat prick too. No, well, well the, the first thing we'll do is we're going to paint it all black and get Stony to put a new mural in. No, yes, we have to. We have to. If that show has taught me anything, is that you got to cater your demographic. Yes. So we got we got to make it for this area. <laughs> what? Get your free math pipe when you walk in the door? No, not free. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, two, uh, two, two rock minimum. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if a opening a bar now in this town would probably be. Yeah. No, it it would not. It wouldn't go over well. I don't think we don't need any more bars in this town. No, we're fine with the ones with that they have. Um, you see, somebody's actually opening up uh, the Pomerton Hotel again. Okay, that's good. That's going to be the Pomerton Pub. Oh, hey. Uh, it's actually the people that own uh, or that used to own Dean Anthony's. All right. Not the Citro family that owned the building. The people that they sold the business to. All right. Yeah, I don't know any of them. I, I, it, it, we do need a place. We do need some place just to sit and have a, you know, and relax. You know. Yeah. That that, I think the town would be we good for. I I. I we we would like I would like to have a place in this town where you can actually see a band again. That would be nice. That would be nice because uh, I mean you could go to Lehighton. There's some places in Lehighton that you can have that they can have bands, but since they re- since they renovated Pomerton Hotel, they can't do it. Mm-hmm. And the one ten is you can do an ac- you could do acoustic duos there. Mm-hmm. Joey B's is too small. Yeah, you know. Uh, there, there's uh, the only place really even around town that you could do it anymore, and um, I wouldn't play there if, well, you'd have to pay me anyway, but I would not play there just because of some things I've heard from bands that have played there's Blue Mountain Pub. Okay. Yeah, I've heard some bad things about yeah. the way the owners treat the bands. Yeah, I have I have not been there. It's actually I yeah, it's been five years since I've been there. What to the pub? Yeah. We went there after uh my one class reunion. Uh huh. And um we we all kind of met there, everybody had a few drinks and some people had a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> yeah, well. And uh, that's the last time I was there, but oh I remember I was there on occasion, man, I'll tell you what, there. I the fun times that you just kind of take for granted. Yeah, you know I I don't know about treating the bands, but I mean I know they always had bands. Yeah, you know, and um, they weren't too bad in getting you drinks on time. No, no, it's I I never had a problem with the staff there. No, uh, it, like I said, it's just some things about I heard about the ownership. Okay, um, from bands that have played there. Mm. You know, they would agree on a price and then, oh, well, I didn't make enough money and blah, 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 and try to try to jip the bands on mm. from what was agreed upon and jacking up drink prices oh. when there's a band there, you know, stuff yeah. like that. You know, it's really, really shady stuff. Yeah. See, that's why I when uh, when Jim Christman still had the hotel. Okay. When he was still like actually running the business because he still owns the building. When Jim was actually still running the hotel, him and I had a great arrangement. We played for the door. All right. We drank for we you know we drank for free all you know beer and well drinks you know nothing fucking top shelf, but we were drinking for free and we paid for the played for the door. Mm-hmm. That way, Jim made his money, and it was on us to get a crowd there. Yeah. And we always pa- we always packed them in. We did the same thing with mug shots too. You know, we would tell Dave, you know, we, we'll play for the door. And a lot of times Dave is such a good guy. He would match what we made at the door for us. Yeah. Because he knew that, you know, we, we brought people into his place and they sold a whole lot of drinks for him. Oh, yeah. that 
I admit, I miss going to. I miss having a choice of seeing bands that used to be out there. I mean, that's yeah, that's something that went away in, I'd say, the past ten years. Yeah, or I, so. It's just it seem it seems like I know that uh, you know you could go. There was like how many different bars and clubs where all had bands. It's like, well, who do you want to go see? Where, how far do you want to drive, and who do you want to go see? Right. But the local music, the local music scene is dead. Mm. You know, the local music scene around here is dead. I've had an ad up on Craigslist for over a month, you know, for a band looking for a bass player, mm. you know, you know, trying to find a, a trying to find another band. Mm-hmm. You know, I've gotten two replies, one of which was for a uh, uh, what the hell was it? A Willie Nelson tribute band. Oh, yeah. Not my style. Oh, and then. Uh, the other gentleman said uh, he wanted to do classic rock. So I'm like, okay, give me a, I'm okay. Maybe we can work with this. Send me a list of songs. Um, the first song on there is like Nights in White Satin and things like that. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work, pal. This isn't my cup of tea. You know, when when I think classic rock, I'm thinking Neil Young, Zeppelin, ACDC, stuff like that. Mm. You know, stuff that actually you you might want to hear in a bar. Yeah, you know, because I, I can't imagine somebody breaking on nights in white satin. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was the, that was the first song on the list. That's, he said. that's how that's how you just stop a show. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's like playing another brick in the wall as you a know. bar band. Although, although if you're gonna play some of those songs, I gotta say there used to be a band out there called Sweet Revenge. Okay. They did a version of Got a Line on You. Okay. That was phenomenal. Well, that's kind of like, have you ever seen the Amish Outlaws? No. Dude, you got to check them out. Um, when the world kind of comes back to life, yeah, they play at the casino quite a bit. All right. On a night that the Amish Outlaws at their casino, we got to go. Oh. You will love them. They're dudes, they, they dress as, like they're like Amish men. But they do all kinds of music, like rocked up versions, hip hop songs, hmm. current stuff, classic stuff. And they're fucking awesome. Huh. Like to the point where when I was a dealer, to the point where they were distracting me. <laughs> That's how good they were. Yeah, I want to get back to the casino again. Yeah, I want to go too. Just, just to uh, just just to have just to get the lights and all that. The, the pretty lights and the sounds. Uh-huh. That's me. Well, Randy turned 21 on Friday. Oh! Or, or 22, rather. Oh, yeah. He turned 22. Uh, well, last year when he turned 21, the plan was we were going to go to the cigar bar, we were mm-hmm. going to go to the casino, and then go to the strip club. Okay. Well, then COVID happened. Hmm. So, that trip still hasn't happened. Oh, <laughs> I keep telling him when we're up in Scranton, I'm like, dude, Mohegan Sun is a hop, skip, and a jump away. There are no strippers at Mohegan Sun. No, but the casino's there. Oh. <laughs> Come on, let's go gamble. Oh, let's go home. <laughs> He's bigger than me. I can't argue with him. Man, 22, that's when you're supposed to have the fun. I know. That's but- when you're supposed to be just not looking back, looking forward, and not looking left and right. <laughs> well, Randy's got it. Randy, thankfully... All three of my kids have good heads on their shoulders. They're not 
fucking knuckleheads like I was when I was that age. Now, wait a minute. Now, look, I I agree you were, are a bit unpolished. A bit? Yes. But I would never say that you were a total knucklehead. No, you I know? just did dumb shit. Yeah, but but you knew you were doing dumb shit. Right. You know, it's like, it wasn't like, you know, some of these people, you know, like I said, if you were going to light fireworks off, you did, you know, have the safety in your head to bring a bucket of water. Right. You're not one of these people that would hold a quarter stick in your hand and say, watch this. No. So <laughs> you do have a, a, you know, a modicum of brain. Yeah. Uh, I have a bit of common sense, <laughs> you know, I, and I'm thankful that my kids are, you know, my kids are smart. My kids are have good heads on their shoulders. They're well, they're they're grounded in reality. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm thankful for that. So um uh with uh Palmerton going back to uh in-person instruction, you said Val and Ryan are going back to yep, full time. Yep. Yeah, Jesse and Alistair decided to stay home full time. Yeah, they 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 need to get out. I mean, well they just need to get out of the house. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's like I hate winter. I hate the cold. I know that you might find that surprising. Yeah. Yeah, real shocking. So, I mean, I don't we don't like to go a lot of places. Yeah. But uh we are Val is going to be doing a uh zookeeper for a day. Oh, really? Yep, at the Lehigh Valley Zoo. Good for her. Um, and we're we're having to do that because she does want to do something with animals. She doesn't know if she wants to be, you know, a zoologist or a, a vet or something like that. Um, so hopefully she can get some insight. You know, she <laughs> she thinks that every she really kind of thinks that every job is going to be glamorous, though. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you realize, like, probably the first thing you'd be doing if you work in a zoo is shoveling shit. But yeah, that's, you know, you don't get to go to the penguins. No, you <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Madagascar. Yeah, it's 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 dirty and animals are filthy. And but she's always loved animals. I mean, we have pictures of her holding snakes and pythons yeah. and all that. Yeah. So it's like she's always loved animals. And, um, you know, she would really go go far with something like that. I think she would, too. Val Val is Val, Val's a sweetheart. She mm-hmm. really is. You know, I, I I absolutely I absolutely love your kids. They're they're good kids. You know, my kids are dicks, but you know, especially Randy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, we're we're hoping to. Ryan's still young, but I mean, I'm hoping he would be perfect. I want to really kind of like steer him into communications. Yeah, because he is a narrator to things. Oh, cool. When we watch football, we watch football, racing, hockey, wrestling, anything. He can do play by plays. Yeah. And he's good at it. Hey, there you go. And he actually understands, you know, the terminology. He understands the, you know, what's going on. Yeah. And it's like he, I, I, you know, I want to kind of get, you know, go into communications. Be, you know, you, you could be an announcer or something like that or be, you know, any, uh, be a writer, a sports writer or something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hell, um, the the guy who's the voice of Ring of Honor right now, Ian Riccoboni, mm-hmm. he's a graduate of graduate of Whitehall. Yeah, you know, I, 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 the the possibilities are 
are definitely there. Yeah, because he's know? he's really he's really good at. It. And of course, he used to make. Uh, and this is when I mean when he was really young, he would take the iPad and make videos of himself. Yeah, like um, like racing his cars around and calling the races. Wow, you know, yeah, it's like, and he, you know, <laughs> it's it's funny to look back now and say that what he did. Yeah, but you know, and and I and I just hope he pursues that. See now, Jesse, Jesse is a stat geek. Okay, Jesse would be great as a coach or an analyst. <laughs> like, there's his brain for statistical things and how you know like and the ins and outs of football especially mm. are phenomenal like it blows my mind talking football with this kid you know it uh, I, I would love to see him do something like that if that's the path he chose you know uh you know something analytical you know with you know sports related because i cannot i could see him doing a sports related gig like that yeah Alistair is going to either grow up to be a serial killer or a marine sniper. Okay. I'm I'm not sure which one yet, but I'm sure it's going to be one of those paths. Yeah. Alistair is twi- Alistair's a twisted little freak. <laughs> He's a twisted little freak. I wonder where he gets that from. No. No, no, it's his mother. Yeah, exactly. It's his mother. You know, I I'm perfectly common normal. Yes. I've often said that. There are those who would disagree. No. Nah. I mean, in the past 30-plus years, we've known that. I think I might have said that once or twice. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Even once sober, maybe. <laughs> in a, without a fever dream. Right. <laughs> and, you know, Randy has, has started down my current career path. You know, I, I started out doing, you know, the, the grunt work in the communications world mm-hmm. you know, as a lineman and stuff, but now I'm doing, you know, the the more brainy guy side of it you know doing the engineering and randy started with yeah. me and you know good path for him but one thing i wish i could get my kids back into doing training uh training jujitsu yeah well we tried that with ryan but oh boy i <laughs> sometimes he he just he just didn't want to do it yeah i mean it's it when all this shit started um, it really fell off because the gym was closed for a while. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, my kid, Jesse and Alistair especially, are both accomplished jujitsu players. Mm-hmm. You know, they've competed in Battle at the Beach, which is the largest North American Grappling Association tournament of the year. Jesse's actually won it. Mm-hmm. You know, they both have won uh, the Pennsylvania Championships. You know, they're they're both really, really accomplished grapplers and they're very good. Um, Jesse's actually uh, uh, Jesse. If he went back or if he goes back to the Rat Pack, he's got his blue belt in jujitsu waiting for him. Okay, you know, because he's that talented and he's been doing it for long enough. But IBJJF rules. You can't promote till you're 16. Okay, Um, Alistair is a natural at it. Alistair's a natural. He, I've seen him do shit that blew my mind. Hmm. Um, they're both like one notch away at Rat Pack from Black Belt in their kids' program. I, th- I think they're both one notch away. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesse now being seventeen, he's got to do. You know, he would he tr- well. He was training with adults earlier. He was training with the adults anyway. Yeah. But the one that blows my mind the most is Randy. 
you know how big Randy is. Yeah. Randy's a proc- Randy's about 340. He can still nearly get his foot behind his head. Damn. That's how flexible that kid is. Huh. And I've watched him roll with, you know, you know, really talented jiu-jitsu players at the gym and hold his own. Hmm. You know, and I've had guys, you know, you know, f- guys come out of the the room with Randy and say, "Holy holy fuck is he strong? Holy shit is he flexible? Holy shit is he agile for that size, yeah, you know?" You, you got him you got a wrestling couch. Yeah, pretty much. Cuz that was the voice he used. <laughs> yeah. Well, but yeah, he's uh I mean I mean and I always loved watching my kids wrestle and watching mm. my kids fight, you know. And I was never one of these dads that, said, you know, oh, I'm going to live my dream through them. No, no. I gave them the opportunity and supported it. Mm. You know, that's all That's all I've ever wanted to do, you know. Yeah, I I try not to. I, I tried not to, to live through the kid. They didn't they didn't help much because, you know. They would want to get into things that I was into. Yeah. And then, of course, oh, okay, let's do this. And then not interested. It's like, oh, you mean not interested? Yeah. Everything. I wasn't forcing them, but you asked. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've seen, I like, especially with uh, with wrestling and jujitsu, mm-hmm. I've seen so many parents that were just total pieces of human debris yeah it's that's a that that doesn't stop with just right that's the sports parents thing yeah it, it is so- soccer parents i think are the worst people on the planet until i met softball parents really i mean a girl's softball team and people are like booing and throwing things it's like uh, in a youth softball yeah league. it was amazing oh god it's like i just i just could not believe you know, it was it was that terrible. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. It's like, you know. Well, the one time we were at, uh, I think we were at, at Naga Worlds. Mm-hmm. And this kid's coming up. Jesse, Jesse and Alice are getting ready to go up for their, to get their medals and stuff. And this kid comes off of, uh, comes off of the podium. He won third place in his bracket. All right. Okay? Third place. His father says to him. And this is a direct quote. When we get home, we're throwing that medal in the fucking trash. Mm. Yeah, because third place wasn't good enough. Yeah, you know, in in yeah, you know, at the at the world championships, and it's some really do get into it just way too much for you know. Oh just, yeah, you know, and I I supported Val in soccer for years, but uh, I I could not. I honestly could not stand soccer parents, you know? Yeah. They were just, they were, uh, some were just really terrible people who everybody felt their kid was a superstar, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, and and would argue with the refs, argue with the coaches, you know? And then even some of the coaches were just, like, awful. Oh, yeah. You know, I just, I could not, I mean, let, whatever happened to just having fun. Yeah. You know, when I was in Little League, you know, I never remember being screamed at. Oh, dude. You know. Well, I, I mean, the I, the thing that a lot of these parents forget is at that level, the kids are there to learn the game, mm-hmm. you know, and to have fun. Yeah. Like, the one year, 
that Jesse and Alistair played foot or Jesse and Randy played football. Um, one of Jesse's coaches, the team had lost the game. I'm not going to name him because I'm not going to name him because you know who he is. Okay. Uh, one of the coaches said to a gr- a group of nine year olds, nine. You're an embarrassment. Mm. You should be ashamed of yourselves. I walked up to said coach after practice. Mm -hmm. And I I waited till after practice. I did it as calmly and uh, professionally, for a lack of a better term, as I could. But I told him if I ever, ever hear you speak to these children again, I'm going to drop you where you fucking stand. And I will make sure you never coach in this town again. Because mm. to tell a bunch of eight-year-olds that is just, it's, it's uncalled, eight or nine-year-olds is yeah. just uncalled for. You know? Yeah, I've, I've seen tons of just, just terrible behavior, and it, it, it doesn't need to be that way. No. And I understand. You know, and the worst part is this area. I mean, this area is not known for its uh, professional uh, people. No, yeah, you know, I mean, um, you you know the you know we have one person famous in this town, and that was the highest rank in the uh, I think the army, right? Uh, yeah, uh, Sergeant Major of the Army, Dan Daly. Yes, but it's not like you know, you know, the, this is a breeding ground for future NFL, future MLB, future MLS. Right. You know, I mean, you have you've had some some people that have had some success. A few years ago, a girl named Nikki Lewandowski made it to the WNBA. Yes. yes. Um, Matt Riddle, originally from this area, you know, high-level MMA fighter, fought, fought in the UFC for several years, now wrestles for WWE. Um, I'm trying to think of any others. I mean, we've had some D1 college football players. Oh, yeah, definitely, especially in the 50s. Yeah. In the in the 50s, I mean, the, the school is loaded with... Uh, no, back, back when you had the Milkvie brothers yeah, the milk, playing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, when Dr. Bob Milkvie was playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had uh, Elmer Vallo, mm-hmm. you know, was a pro- professional baseball player. We've had a few, but it's not like the D1 scouts are... Hanging you know, out at the games. Or hanging out at Palmerton yeah, High School. exactly. You know, and a lot of times, the, the worst ones, is, the worst part of it is, it's not even at high school games that these parents are. No, this is youth sports. Yeah, it's youth, and you know, that's the worst part. Oh God! As a as a as someone who coached youth wrestling for several years, some of the shit that I saw from parents in this area, and and schools we wrestled against, it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and unfortunately that's how they are. And I just i I choose not to associate sometimes with with that. No, oh, me too. Yeah, I mean I've. I've had my share, and, I've, and the worst part is I'm I'm relatively, I, I keep my mouth shut on the sidelines. Yeah, because it's like I don't want to I don't I don't want to get into people. But at a Panther Valley game, one guy was getting so on my nerves. I finally got up and said, and and I yelled this more or less, and I said, you know, you know, if you have such a problem with the refing in this game, go get certified and do it yourself. Right. Right, and because he's calling like everything, he's calling offsides. He's saying that our team is doing nothing but tripping. Our team is doing this. Our team is doing. And he just kept going on. And I'm like, oh my god! 
It's like, shut up for a minute. Oh, yeah. It's like, your team is up by five points, but our team is the cheating ones. Okay. Yeah. You don't know how cheating works. Well, yeah, because <laughs> win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat, McMahon. <laughs> but, I, I, dude, I coached baseball. I coached Randy's baseball team for a few years, too. Mm. And uh, there, was a, there was a particular parent that was always, always bitching about how things were going. You know, and his, he said he never, oh, I don't have time to coach. I don't have time to coach. He was at 90% of the practices in every one of the games. Yeah. Okay, you don't have time to volunteer to coach. So he's running his mouth, you know, in the stands at the one game. I walked out of the dugout, clipboard in, ha- clipboard in my hand, and I walked up to him, and I took my hat off, and I went to hand him my hat and the clipboard. I said, here. <laughs> We're doing such a bad job. Get your fat ass down there and do it or shut your mouth. Mm-hmm. We never heard another peep from him. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I did enjoy doing at the games, though. What's that? I always enjoyed the concession stand. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I actually, I, I enjoyed, there was three of us for, for Ryan's, uh, when he was in, in um, Little League. Yeah. There was three of us that always would want to be paired together because we gelled so well. Yeah. And I had fun because I would yell out the orders like it was a short order diner. Yeah. And I had a good time doing it. And they, we all just had a great time. I did that at a soccer game once. I lasted about 10 minutes in that stand. And I was told by the other mothers, we've got this. You can go. Yeah, you, you, you did your volunteer time. You're fine. Go. Yeah, because you were having fun. <laughs> well, it's like somebody come up to the window and it was like, uh, you know, two hot dogs, please. Uh, two hot dogs up. <laughs> yeah. And I kept doing that. And I'm having fun. And it's like, finally, after 10 minutes of that, and we're like, you know what? You, we're fine here. You can you can go. Yeah. I got back to the seat. She's like, well, I thought you were you volunteering. I said, yeah, they said I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> they, they bounced she, you. And then she said, what did you do? I said, I did the same thing I do at the, at the Little League games. Oh, that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> See, like we were we were really lucky when uh when the kids wrestled in the Palmer and Youth program. Mm-hmm. When Jesse and uh Jesse and Randy wrestled in the Palmer and Youth program. We were we were lucky because we had really good parents mm-hmm. in that crew. You know, you had the Ringlers, the uh Chris Lalick, Jim Christman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jim and Tiff Christman. We had a really good crew and we always had a lot of fun at the matches. And, you know, it was it was it was a good time. But, you know, there's it's, it's you ever notice it's never the parents or rarely the parents who volunteer their time. That bitch. Oh, always. It's always the ones sitting in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. The ones I mean, the ones that like they'll complain about the candy buyouts. They'll complain about the hoagie this and hoagie that. You know, and then they'll say, you know, I didn't like being a flag person, though. I'll be honest with you that. I would try to defer that. I would do it if there was nobody else. Yeah. I hated being a soccer flag person because they got yelled at, too. So I, if I did it, I would do the opposite side of the field. Yeah. And because it's like. You know, if I raise that flag at the wrong time, I have some father yelling in my ear that that ball wasn't over the line. You know, it was like, yeah, but there was like, A, nobody near it, you know. And by the time it, I put the flag up, it was already out. But no, as my hand is raising, yes, it's a, like a little teeny bit on the line. 
but it's never coming back in. Right. You know? See, now, I have no idea what a soccer flag person does. Yeah, all they do, all the flag person does. Okay, now, a ball, you have to raise the flag to show the ref the ball went out of bounds. Okay. Okay? And what happens is the ball is not officially out of bounds until it's not touching the sideline. Okay. Okay? So if it's on the line... It's still inbound. It's still inbound. So if it's on the line and stops, someone can come and pick it up. But if it's rolling at a, at a high speed and there's nobody coming near it, by the time it hits that line, I put my hand up because, okay, it's out of bounds. Yeah. You know, and I'm getting yelled at because I put it up too soon. This The clock doesn't stop. Right. All they do, now they get a kid outside to throw it in. And it's like... Just, you know, and of course, and if you put it up too late, oh, that's the same thing. It's like, I'm not a computer. I'm just a father volunteering my time. Yeah. So I would do it on the other side of the field where they can't see. Right. You know, so when I put my hand up, they don't know where it was. Oh, you get, oh, I've, I've been, you know, and I don't, and I don't, I'm non-confrontational. I'm not going to turn around and say, shut up, shut up, I'll kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like. I I might. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's and like I said, I just I I hate it, and I and I would sit there and like shrink myself in the seat when they came around asking for flag people. Yeah, because I just did not want to do it. See, soccer's soccer's nothing. Uh, nothing is not something that <laughs> that my that my my guys ever showed much of an interest in. Oh, there's <laughs> there's there's a oh there is a whole mentality with that when you got one player who thinks he's Pele. Yeah. You know, and is like he is going to take the ball from uh, kickoff and run it down the field and he's not going to bother passing it or anything else and trick moves and all that. Yeah. And, and it just. <sighs> well, you have that in football, yeah, too. Yeah, but, but are we having fun yet? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you have that in football, too. And the coach, it's the coach's parent or the the coach's kid is, you know, the the quote unquote star player. You know? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that more than once. I don't think it, I, and I know there's rules for this, but I don't think the the coach should be related to any of the children. Yeah, but I know that that's a prerequisite. Yeah, you you have to coach your own kid. Yeah, I I like when when the boys wrestled, I would usually bow. I would be in the corner for a good part of the match, right? For a good mm-hmm. part of the the matches when Jesse and Alistair wrestled. Or not Alistair. Alistair never wrestled, yeah. you know, organized. But when Randy and Jesse wrestled, I got out of the seat. Mm-hmm. I got out of the seat. Yeah, Valerie wanted me to, to coach soccer all the time. And I said, you don't want me coaching soccer. Because I have no tolerance for children. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, the kids like to fool around and play. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that has a time and place. But I'll have them run in laps. See, now, but that, <laughs> see, and that's the strange thing with me. Is when I coached wrestling. Yeah, I had the exhibition kids. I had the five. I had the four, five, six year olds. You know that weren't mm-hmm. the, and the kids that weren't good enough to make the JV or varsity rosters. Yeah, you know. So I had the young kids and the scatterbrain kids. And dude, there were times that coaching those practices were like was like hurting cats. <laughs> yep. But I yeah, we found a way to do it because. Do 10 minutes of instruction. You know, okay, today we're going to work on 
on on a half Nelson with an arm bar, blah, blah, blah. You know, do that for 10 minutes. Then you play a game for 10 minutes. Mm. Then you go back to instruction for 10 minutes. Then you play another game for 10 minutes. And then the last five minutes of the class, you go, you do some instruction or you do whatever, you know. Yeah, I just couldn't. Because uh, it always seemed, like I said, it, I mean, no, no coach the whole time Val was in it ever had a handle on on the kids fully? No. And not that they didn't try, but it's like, I, I and especially the last years that she was in, um, the coach would pretty much um, pick out four or five kids that, you know, were his go-to people. Right. And would instruct them. And everybody else, okay, just run around the field. Yeah, we're kind of left to fend for themselves. Yeah. And I was like, why am I here? Yeah. We, we could have not even done this. And she's getting the same amount of anything. Yeah. You know? Well, um, Pomeranian football, after my kids quit playing, uh, they changed their rules. Because there used to be a rule that every kid was going to see some playing time. Mm-hmm. They changed that rule. Oh. Your kid, it said right in the freaking sign-up sheets, your kid may not play. Mm. Completely a coach's discretion. Yeah. And I, you know what? Bite me. I paid the same money as everybody else for my kid to play this. He better get some time. Yeah, that's... Especially at a youth level. Yeah, at a youth, at a youth level, I mean, they really, they all should have some sort of, all should have some sort of time. Yeah. You know, and... You know, I, I never understand how it's like sometimes it's the same 11 players on that field. Yep. Playing offense and defense. Yep. And there's tons of people on the sidelines. Yep. It's like, you know, I mean, what are we doing out there? And I, I don't understand the coaching mentality. I probably never will. You know, I. Well, well, the. I know everybody wants to win. Well, that was the big problem. With uh, the youth coaches in Pomeranian football at that time, mm-hmm. they put one hundred percent of the emphasis on winning. And yes, you want to win games. Yeah. Okay, it's always more fun to win than lose. Yeah, but when you're dealing with kids, kids, you know, from five years old to eighth grade mm-hmm. was the level. Of you know was the age range for Pomeranian youth football. Yeah, when you're dealing with kids of that age, the most important thing has got to be that they're enjoying themselves and learning the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an instructional level. Yeah, you know, winning is nice, but you know you can't put winning above everything. Mm-hmm. And there was one coach in particular; he came back. Specifically for one reason, to avenge a championship loss. Okay. Yeah. That's all. This that was yeah. all that mattered. <laughs> that was all that mattered to him. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I was never really into. I mean, I did little league for two years. Yeah. And I'm glad I never did anything beyond that because it's just it's not for me. Yeah. It. I. I I had, I had, I'm not going to lie. I had fun coaching. I had fun coaching my kids. It, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I had, I, like, I was always tougher on my own kids than I was on anybody else. Mm. 
You know, I was tougher on them than I was on on the other kids. But I I enjoyed I I really did enjoy coaching the kids. You know, and not just my kids. I enjoyed coaching all of the kids because shit, I had fun. You know, I got to teach them something. I got to, you know, make sure these kids were at least at that point of that day they were doing something productive. They weren't sitting in front of a TV screen or playing, you know, a video game or out trashing things or doing whatever. They were, you know, they were in the wrestling room, you know. They were having fun because we made it fun. You know, they were and they were doing something productive and they were doing something that's going to teach them about themselves because you'll learn more in one year of wrestling than you will in 10 years of playing football. You'll learn more about yourself. Mm. From video games. <laughs> Nothing wrong with video games. Video games. Nothing wrong with video games. We kind of veered off of uh, talents that we wish we had. Yeah, but that's what we do. We yeah. talk, We talked about it, then we went off. We, I think we stayed with it. I don't have talent to dealing with coaching. Right. And I, I, I don't wish I had it either. But. Well, I don't, you know, I don't regret my time doing it. You know, I had, like I said, I had a ton of fun coaching the kids, mm. you know, uh, winning, uh, winning the King of the Ridge championship, you know, if two years straight. Yeah. Uh, King of the Ridge, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, a youth wrestling thing that we came up with for it's Lehighton, Jim Thorpe, Northern Lehigh and Palmerton. So the, 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 the whole Blue Mountain Ridge in mm. this area. Every year, all four teams get together and they do. A tournament and we uh the teams chipped together bought a big six-foot trophy that travels to oh. whoever whoever the defending champion is they have possession of the trophy for a year yeah you know and to me that was always my most fun night of the or fun day of the entire wrestling season hmm. you know it was, it was just a ton of fun yeah, sounds sounds like it would be would be fun. I like I do like like I said I like tournaments kind of, but as long as the tournaments is something I have a chance at. Oh yeah, I, I mean at that point, um, well, at that point the Pomerton Youth Wrestling Program was really really outstanding because uh, they can they compete in what's called the Valley Elementary Wrestling League VEWL, mm-hmm. which is basically Pennsylvania District Eleven. All right. And if you know anything about high school wrestling, this is a one of the national hotbeds of high school wrestling. Okay, so these youth programs are the feeder programs for North uh, for Northampton, mm. for Nazareth, for Bethlehem Catholic, you know, for ACC, for you know all these local big time high school wrestling teams, mm-hmm. and these are the feeder programs. Pomerton is a small school. The one year that we, uh, one of the years that I coached, we actually finished, I think, sixth out of 32 teams against teams like, uh, you know, places that had two, were big enough to field two teams. Nazareth had two teams. Emmaus had blue te- uh, two teams. You know, shit mm. like that. Bethlehem Catholic, you know, which is, their, their high school program is basically a junior college program because they can cherry pick from Anywhere in the diocese. Yep. <laughs> you know, don't even get me started on that. I could do an hour and a half yeah. just on that. <laughs> and we're an hour and a half deep now. There we go. God, I love it. I love this. Yeah, exactly. All right. We start with a topic 
and then where it goes, it goes. All right, gang. So I think we're going to put a put a wrap on this one for tonight. Mm-hmm. Look, I actually wrote down the things I got to say. <gasps> wow. Look at that. Yes. I actually wrote them down. In a legible uh, page. Uh, that's actually pretty good. I, yes. I am impressed. I, uh, I I'm impressed with myself. All right. So. Let, to recap a little bit of what we talked about. Holy shit. We're going to go back to uh, our friends Red Shirt, Black Shirt. Oh. You guys can find them at redshirtblackshirt.herenow.com. Redshirtblackshirt, all one word, dot here, H-E-A-R-N-O-W, herenow.com. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash redshirtblackshirt. And their Instagram handle is at redshirtblackshirt. If you need help spelling it, look in the episode description. It'll be there. Red shirt, black shirt. Just like you think it would be spelled. Okay, guys? I'm talking to you, Andy. Oh, come on. Okay, Jim. No. Well, okay. Our, okay how about our friends in the in the, nope, in the four, not, Oh, there it goes. Our four. friends in the 462. All right. So... Once again, red shirt, black shirt at uh, dot here now dot com. Here now. Here now. <laughs> Dutchman coming out. Red shirt, black shirt dot here now. God damn it. I did it again. Red shirt, black shirt dot here now dot com. Facebook dot com slash red shirt, black shirt. Instagram handle is at red shirt, black shirt. Navonst. You dumb bunny. All right. Now for our socials. I actually wrote these down. <laughs> and there is no MySpace. All right. You can find us Facebook.com slash Oh No Not Them Pod. On Twitter, we are at Oh No Not Them Pod 1. Anchor.fm slash Oh No Not Them Pod. You can find us on Spotify. And our uh, TikTok is at Oh No Not Them. Yes, we are on TikTok. And I need ideas of what kind of cool, fun, cool, creative shit I can do. On this TikTok channel. Oh, Jesus. And limit it to 15 or, 15 or 60 seconds. All right? Yeah, have you seen TikTok, though? I mean, it's like... like yeah, I have. You ain't got the booty to, to be dancing. Well, what your... if I get them leggings? Oh, no. Don't... Oh, my God. <laughs> I just... Uh... You know what I'm going to do? One night uh, one one night I'm going to get uh, all, all done up in the Uncle Touchy gimmick, and I'll do a TikTok as Uncle oh, Touchy. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know what even TikTok does. I don't either, but I, shit, the kids are on it. All, it's what all the kids are doing now. Oh. <laughs> Technology. He's giving me the stink just, eye. I'm not. It's just, just, just all this, this weird TikToks and all that. It's like, you know, what's next? You got the Twitters and the TikToks and the MySpaces and and the Facebookins. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh shit! It's like it's just too many. Uh, okay, should we start a twi- Twitch stream? I've been trying to start a Twitch stream. Yeah, but well, like I said, I I know that for at for for us to do that, we have the equipment to do it, but we just need um, like I said, that's so much more for like like gaming and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's a lot of people that just, like, shoot the shit on there. No, but uh, we still do need to try the Facebook Live thing. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, let's figure that out. All right, gang. We gave you the socials. 
uh, we talked your ears off for the last hour and 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So until next time, this is oh, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to redo that? No, no, no. I, I was taking a drink. <laughs> okay. See you next time. Bye.